If you would please take your Bible to the book of 2 Corinthians for just a moment this morning. 2 Corinthians chapter number 9. If you would please find your place in your Bible there. Well, is everybody finished with the Christmas shopping? How many of you men have not bought a thing as of yet? Raise your hand. Okay, how many of you guys are not going? No, let's go on to the next. <laughs> All right. Who in this universe or outside of this universe knows more about giving gifts than God? If we want to learn what kind of gift to give and what those gifts are to leave as an expression of our love, where better place to go to find out what kind of gift to give and what the motivation behind that gift should be than going to the Word of God and finding that out. It's better than going to Walmart and taking their suggestions. Amen. How would you like to always give a gift that pleases? Try money. <laughs> You're welcome. I read a verse, it says this, verse number 15, in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 9, and the Bible says, but thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. Many times throughout the Bible you see these words, the gift of God. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Paul describes the first Christmas present as the gift of God. For God so loved this world that he gave for you and I to be informed as to the kind of Christmas gift that would be appreciated. God says that his gift is unspeakable, indescribable. Wouldn't it be something if our gifts were of that description? A little boy sat down to write Santa his Christmas gift, his Christmas list. And he sat down and he took the pen in his hand and he said, Dear Santa Claus, I have been a good boy for six straight weeks. 
and he thought a minute. And he said, for three straight weeks. And then he thought a little more, and he changed his letter to two straight weeks. And he thought about it a minute, and he laid down his pen, walked over to the nativity scene, and got the figurine of the baby Jesus and put it in his hand, walked over to his notepad and wrote down, Dear God, if you ever want to see your mother again. <laughs> we feel kind of that way, right? Matthew 2 and 11 says that the wise men brought gifts to Jesus. The scripture says that they fell down and worshiped him and when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Gifts of significance, you might ask? Gold is the gift for the king. Frankincense, the gift for the priest. Myrrh for the burial. And in that manger was the king of all kings. The priest and the savior of mankind. Gifts of significance. Notice in your Bible when you read about the Christmas story the wise men bought, brought gifts, unwrapped gifts. Well, why were they unwrapped? Number one, they were wise men. Number two, they were men. You ought to see some of my wrapping at Christmas time. It's a bag with a lot of fluffy looking stuff sticking out the top. Many times it's a brown bag with brown fluffy stuff sticking out the top, which is the receipt because I wanted to know how much I paid for it. <laughs> you heard about the conversation of the wife and the husband. And the wife looks under the tree and said, what is that hefty trash bag doing under the tree? The husband, it's a gift. Can't you see the bow on the top? <laughs> the wife looking into the bag with distaste and anger on her face. She said, it's a leaf blower. The husband said, yes, five horsepower. The wife says, well, thanks a lot. And the husband says, well, actually, I'm God's gift to you. She said, I didn't know God was into gag gifts. 
Kind of reminds you of a lot of our Christmases, does it not? Does anybody here have any presents of past years in the closet? Never touched, never worn. A proof of an unthoughtful, uncaring rush around. I better get it or I will get it forever. Let's talk about God's gift. A sensible gift. And when God went shopping for a Christmas gift, I think maybe we could learn a lot about us doing some sensible shopping at Christmas. Amen and amen. Did you know by nature God is a God of giving? The Bible explains to you and I that God gave Adam a helpmate. God gave them both skins to cover their nakedness and shame. God gave Noah a plan to save his house. And God gave Sarah a miracle child by the name of Isaac. See, God is a given God by nature, and God gave Israel a land flowing with milk and honey. God gave the wise men a star to guide them to the Savior, to the King. And God gave the world the Prince of Peace and for the love that beyond all understanding. God gave us Savior for a sinner. Gifts that are appropriate. Gifts, and I think we could learn much from God about gifts and giving. The verse that everybody knows, for God so loved this world that he did what? Gave. Gave. You can't separate God in giving. And those who are God's children should at the moment of accepting salvation should receive and accept also God's nature. It ought to be our nature to give because children ought to carry on the nature of their father. Is that not so? The Bible says this. It says every good gift and every perfect gift, do you know the rest of the verse? Cometh from a father above. The Bible also says that if thou knewest the gift of God, that's what Jesus told the lady at the well. If thou knewest the gift of God. Uh, could I ask you a question? Do you know the gift of God? Have you met him in a personal way? Do you know him as your personal savior? A great theologian says, there is a great amount of difference between knowing about the savior and knowing the savior. The Bible says, for by grace are you saved through faith. 
And that not of works because you know the rest of the Bible. It's the gift of God. And as I read about God's gift, I learn something very, very important. The Bible in 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 15 says God's gift is unspeakable. Absolutely impossible to verbalize the significance, the importance of God's gift. Paul said it is unspeakable, indescribable, unexplainable. But I think in a corn brown, cornbread, Tennessee, redneck kind of way, could I please tell you what kind of gift God went shopping for when he was planning the very first Christmas. And it'll work for us too because I haven't done any Christmas shopping. I won't do any until uh, the 24th after 6 o'clock. And I know right where to go. Where they got them gift cards. Those things always fit. You don't have to take them back. They're always the right color. Mm. And, 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 and so, uh, but for Ginger, I'm going to do a little bit special. Because she's a little special. Notice, if you would please, in the first place, sensible shopping for Christmas ought to be found in our Lord's way of giving things. First of all, God's gift was a personal gift. If you're going to go grocery, I mean Christmas shopping this year, make it personal. The Bible said, but God commended his love toward, anybody know who? In that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. God's gift is always personal. Now, if I'm going to go shopping for ginger, I'm going to go to the, I'm going to go to Academy because Andrew said that was the only place to go to shop for your wife. And I'm going to go to the gun section because it's a personal gift. And if I buy her a gun, it ain't going to work. Because I ain't buying her something she can rub me off and collect the insurance, right? <laughs> Buy her a personal gift. But I'll tell you, it is embarrassing to be walking around in the lingerie department looking for, what are you doing in here? Oh, I just made a wrong turn. That's what I did. <laughs> but if you're going to go shopping... Shop for a personal gift. The Bible said, For God so loved us individually that he gave his only begotten son. And, and, and if you're going to shop, God did it on a personal way. God loves you. And God sent Jesus for you. And he is your personal savior. He is your high priest. He is your Alpha and Omega. He is your judge of all judges. I thank God that when he 
sent the Christmas gift. It was a personal deal. And I was, it was made personal to me the night I got saved. Fifty years ago, I never shall forget, Brother William said to me, sitting on my couch, I had no idea that this happened, but he said, Gene, if you'd have been the only sinner in the world, Christ would have died just for you. I knew that he had died for the world. I knew that he had come for the world. But I never got it down on a personal basis. That night when the preacher told me that Christ would have died just for me. If I'd have been the only sinner in the world, he would have died just for me. I mean, the Holy Spirit of God took the arrow of grace and flung it through my heart. And tears began to run down an old hardened sinner's face. And that night I realized that God's gift was personal. It was for me. It was to change me. It was to help me be a better father, me being a better man, me being a better person. And that night, I realized that God's gift to me was personal. Did you realize today that Christmas is all about you? As vile as you might be, as unbelieving as you might be, and as unloving as you might be, Christmas is all about you. God went shopping just for you. Wow. God became a baby for you. Deity became humanity for you. the first cry from the baby's lips in Bethlehem's manger was cries of mercy just for you. Who hung Christ on the cross? You. Whose sins nailed him and hung him there? Yours and mine. What a gift. No wonder Paul said, thanks be unto God for his unspeakable, unexplainable, indescribable, out-of-this-world kind of gift. If you're going to go shopping this year, boy, wouldn't it be good if you just went and bought them something personal? Might even put their name on it. If you could ride it in the back of a heavy-duty pickup truck, I don't know if you can or not. A personal gift. God's gift was personal, whosoever. God's gift was profitable, eternal life. God's gift is preventable, should not perish. What a gift. Well, if you hadn't received God's gift, it would be awful, awful smart of you to do that. Not only was his gift a personal gift, it was a practical gift. 
Practical means usable, necessary, needful. And boy, is there anybody here could honestly say you needed your sins to be forgiven. It kind of reminds me of that wife who suggested to her husband this year for Christmas, let's buy practical gifts only like socks and fur coats. Someone who said it's a thought that really is important. Well, try that this year and tell your wife you thought of buying her something. Will that work? (laughs) What are you guys grinning for? Beware of buying junk gifts. I've got some things in my closet that I like to give back to the folks who give them to me. But I'm too good a Christian to do that. The preacher referred to God's gift as unspeakable. For the sinner, there is no more practical gift in all the world than God's Son, eternal life. A practical gift. If you're going to buy your wife something for Christmas, buy something she can use. Did you know that the most given gift for Christmas is a fruitcake? Yeah. They just keep giving the same cake year after year. My daddy used to bake those fruit cakes. There ain't no telling what kind of fruit was in it. And every day he'd walk by and he'd take that moonshine and he'd pour on it and he'd just soak it up. I don't know how a cake that small could hold 50 gallon of moonshine. <laughs> and you really didn't have to eat the cake. You could just get a buzz walking through the kitchen. You say, was it religious? Yes, he said the blessing over it every time he poured the shine on it, you know. But, uh, you know, if you're going to go grocery shopping, I mean grocery shopping, I'm hung up on grocery shopping. My soul, I've been to H-E-B so many times lately getting stuff for the kids out there. And, uh, but if you're going to go Christmas shopping, uh, just buy something personal. That's what I'm going to do for Ginger. Uh, she needs a good 270 to go with her dear blind. I bought her several years ago. A practical gift. One thing about our Lord's gift, it was a pleasing gift. Wouldn't it be something, you know, you know, I got more, I I got more enjoyment yesterday watching the glee on those kids' face. Now some of them won't have any Christmas other than that. And I, I just sat over in the corner and, uh, and just watched. And I received more joy and I received more benefit from watching 400 kids open those boxes and grabbing tennis balls and little cars and pajamas 
blankets. How'd they get all that in one box? Corvettes. But please and yet. Don't it please you to see somebody else pleased? The gift is not the big deal. It's the glee. It's the joy. It's the it, it, it's the pleasing expression. You know, most rewarding thing I have ever found in all my life to see a person accept Jesus Christ and the moment they recognize that now all their sins are gone. Heaven is a reality. Heaven is a guarantee the glee that runs across their face, the song that swells in their soul as they begin to talk about the wonderful salvation that God has given them. It changes people from the inside out. Have you noticed that? I was trying to think of something that I'd given my wife over the years that kind of made her do that. And I come up with a picture of me. (laughs) David spoke of God's gift as the joy of salvation. James spoke of God's gift as a good and perfect gift. And no gift pleases the sinner like God's unspeakable gift. This Christmas, wouldn't it be nice? Around the Christmas tree, if all of our gifts were personal, practical, and pleasing. And all of God's people said, and my last point is permanent. God's gifts are always permanent. I read one time, and I give unto them eternal life. And they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand because my Father which gave them to me is greater than all. And no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. Is there anybody here like to say amen for being saved, 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 and saved? Buddy, if anybody could lose it after they got it, it was Sean (laughs) and me and you. Amen. 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 Wouldn't it be nice if at the Christmas tree this year 
You bought your wife the most beautiful, practical, personal, pleasing gift. And just as she opened it and the glee ran across her face, you said, whoops, I just looked at the credit card. We'll have to take that back. I bet that would be a nice Christmas dinner. I bet the spirit in the house would be real great, right? No, no. God is not a giver, taker, backer. Everything God does is permanent. And when he bore me into his family, it is impossible for him to unborn me out of his family. When I became a child of God, it was a permanent deal. And God not going to kick me out just because I have a tenter tantrum or I want to go to some place and do something I should not. God is not going to expel me from his family. Now, I've had six children, and that's is what's wrong with me. Six kids. They all have been born toothless, bald-headed, and naked. That's not my fault. That's their mother's fault. None of them are brilliant. Most of them are idiots. See, how many did you want? None. How many were planned? None. How many did you want to give back? All of them. How many did love? Every single one of them. God knew more about what I needed than I did. My wife told me when I was 50, I was going to be a father. As Gomer would say, Surprise, surprise, surprise. I could see me walking Andrew across the stage if he ever was intelligent enough to graduate. Andrew pushing me in my wheelchair across the stage. That's the last time I surrendered to be a missionary to Alaska when she told me she was pregnant with Andrew. May I say to you that God has been so good to me. And all that God has done is personal, practical, pleasing and permanent and is given to me. A husband bought his wife a beautiful diamond ring for Christmas and he was showing it to his friend and he said, 
This a very expensive looking diamond. And his friend said, but I thought your wife wanted one of those fancy four-wheel drive vehicles. And the man said, well, she does. But where am I going to find a fake Jeep? Permanent. Buy wisely. Consider the longevity of the gift. In your shopping, please remember cheap is cheap for a, re- for a reason. Cheap religion is cheap for a reason. Cheap religion is nothing but a feeling. Nothing factual at all. But not only is it free, cheap religion is fatal. And everything that God gives will be just for you. It'll be personal. And everything that God gives will be practical. You can use it in a real and wonderful way. And everything that God gives will always be pleasing and permanent. And I give unto them, Jesus said, eternal life. And they shall never perish. Can anybody give God an amen? I think that would help us in our Christmas shopping if we just mimic God's gift.